Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the PK Podcast, where that PK stands for Preacher's Kid, not Perfect Kid. It's a brand new year. It's 2022. Happy New Year to all of our PKs out there. And Happy New Year, Eli Blevins. How was your Christmas and New Year season? Man, we spent it on the beach of Florida. Come on. And it was just everything God, I think, wanted it to be. And so... It was beautiful. I got a little sunburnt even. And just if you can get any sun in December, you've won, you know. So uh, it was incredible. What about you guys? Did you have a good Christmas, New Year? Your first Christmas as a dad. It was my first Christmas as a dad. And I must say there were so many things that made it very special. Um, Of course, she's not aware that she's receiving these gifts, but she was a big fan of ripping paper off of the packages. So she Um, cares more about the package than she does the gift. She's all about the wrapping, not so much about the inside. People tried to spoil her with these massive elaborate gifts, but she was most impressed with this little doll that her cousins gave her. um, And she still plays with it every single day. So she, Come on. Good signs. She's not high maintenance. Uh, She's pretty chill with the inexpensive stuff. It's okay. Man looks on the outside, but God looks at the heart. That's right. She was was just, she was just, she doesn't care about all the other stuff. She just wants the fun stuff, you know, like. Now, I don't know if this is a word of prophecy or not, Eli, but if it is, and you have a newborn by this coming Christmas in 2022, (laughs) um, Um, let me just say to prepare your heart that, um, there will be exponentially less packages under the tree for you and your wife. Um, your daughter or that son stinks. will be getting all. Now, now we got we got gifts from Olivia and I got gifts from each of our parents, and you know we we got a few things, and so we're very blessed. Not not complaining, but when we saw the amount that Sienna got, <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, the grandkid thing has kicked in, and uh, we are no longer special. So we don't um, so, think uh, old Harry and Tim are going to be giving us too many gifts next year or the next Christmas, whenever that next Christmas is of kids. I think that once grandbaby number one is on the scene, um, you and Bailey, Lachlan and Amanda can go ahead and rule out getting anything for Christmas moving <laughs> forward. Harriet and Tim are going all in on the grandparent life. So the first one of us, whether it's me or Amanda or Bailey and Lachlan have a kid, the other of us are screwed out of gifts. Oh yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who has the kid. It's just that the kid becomes primary and preeminent in all things. That's all right. Well, fair enough. I'll prepare my heart. Yeah, it's going to be good. And the other thing that's going to be really good is a brand new year of podcasts here with the preachers kids. Um, Eli, you and I sat down a few weeks ago and started mapping out the direction for the year. And we started talking about what would, what would be feasible? What would be a way that we could continue to minister, but minister well and minister with consistency and uh, also have a ton of fun while we're doing it. So we're going to take a little bit of a different approach in 2022 and rather than attempt and fail to release an episode every single week, we are going to be consistently releasing here on the podcast, two episodes a month every other week uh, in 2022, which will free us up to do the things that we love the most, like Instagram lives with PKs all around the country. 
By the way, did any of you guys jump on our three-hour uh, Instagram live that we did um, the week before Christmas? That was the most fun. We loved having some of our PK friends hop on there with us. Um, man, we had some we had some laughs. We had some memories. Um, it was incredible. We should, if you guys want us to do more of those, um, whether you vote yes or no, it doesn't really matter because we are. So um, I was going to say put it to a vote, but me and John are just going to do it anyway. So yeah, we're not, we're not receiving any, uh, any feedback on that. We're just moving forward with it. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be so much fun. (laughs) That's awesome. I, I think one of the things I'm most excited about on the Instagram live side of things is the number of PKs that have sent us little two and three paragraph DMS. Mm-hmm. that has said, Hey, I love the podcast. Here's a little taste of my story. Um, if you ever want me to share, I would love to do that. And I thought there's no way that we could do an episode of the podcast with everybody who sends us a message, but we could do an Instagram live with them and yep. have that video content available for them to share, um, and make their story known and for other people to relate with. So I think it's going to be fantastic Yep. On the on the YouTube and the podcast side of things, um, the the majority of the time we're gonna have one episode in the month where it's just you and I talking, yep. and uh, processing through things and uh, talking about all of life and ministry in the uh, the office of the preacher's kid, um, but also interviewing some incredible PKs. I don't want to give away any names for 2022. But I am super stoked about this list. PKs that everyone listening is going to recognize one or two of them. And it's going to be so much fun. It's, I think it's going to be our best season ever. It's going to be a blast. 2022, we're coming for you. Come on. We've got big things on the horizon. Some, some resources we want to get in your hands and some merch that we want to get on your, on your uh, head and on your back and on your wrist and the like. Um, more on that coming soon, but for today, uh, let's jump into just a little bit of a conversation. Eli, you and I were talking about something, um, the last few weeks, every PK is always saying, well, you need to have your own relationship with God, your own relationship with God. And you started really sharing some things with me on that. And so I just want to toss it to you to set this conversation up, uh, along those lines as we kickstart 2022. Yeah, honestly, one of the biggest things that we hear feedback on is um, how you guys and other PKs struggle to uh, separate your walk with the Lord from your parents' walk with the Lord and uh, your time going to church, uh, not just being there to just be there because your parents drove you, but how to get the most out of it and grow your relationship with the Lord there. And so we were just thinking, um, we want to kind of um, help disciple you virtually, so to speak, on what it looks like to even just be a Christian. Um, we are both not naive in the fact that just because your parents are ministers of sorts, that you have your own walk with the Lord. Um, I know for me, it took me years uh, of being a PK before I even really opened the Bible for my own. Now, my family did a great job of presenting me with the Bible and, and who Jesus was and that was great. But for me on my own, being able to do that for myself, it took several years to do that. And um, it is a step of maturity to do. Um, it's It kind of separates you from being a, a kid, from being 
more of a teenager, adult, young adult kind of person. And so what we wanted to do um, this year, and you'll hear us throughout the uh, the next few weeks and few months coming up, and we're just going to, we just want to help you understand uh, just what it looks like to walk um, the life of a Christian. And so today we just want to kind of share about what kind of things we wish we had known as a teenager when it comes to things like reading your Bible, uh, things like understanding what you're doing, going to church, all those kind of things. And um, so I was just I was just thinking back to my life and how that applied to mine. And uh, but first, I want to hear from you, John. Um, take us back to when you were a teenager, maybe middle school or high school. Um, knowing what you know now, um, we're both the same age. But knowing what you know now, what would you do differently when it comes to your walk with the Lord? What would you do differently when it comes to studying your Bible? When it comes to reading Scripture, understanding Scripture? Um, and not just opening up the Bible and just going, eeny, meeny, miny, mo." today I'm going to read you. Um, tell us a little bit about how you do it, um, because you were also, uh, you also started preaching at a young age, too. Um, so you were able to, um, you had to understand the Bible um, from a younger age. But tell us about when it made it personal for you and how that came about. You know, I always used to listen to people come to our church and share their testimonies, Um about how God had rescued them from addiction or prison or, uh, you know, they always had some massive traumatic story. And I always thought, man, I can't wait to grow up and get me a testimony. Um, and uh, oh, my, my grandfather was like, um, maybe not one of those. You know, you don't have to have one of those types of stories. But uh, I, I look back on my relationship with Christ growing up um, with no pride whatsoever. Um, I accepted Christ at an early age, was called to preach at an early age. And so when you're a preacher's kid, you get opportunities at an early age that other people don't get. And so I preached my first sermon in front of our church when I was eight years old and then was given opportunities to preach. Um, moving forward. That's incredible. Um, And so I got to, you know, speak at youth camps and, you know, youth rallies and retreats. And I led a Sunday school class, you know, for a short time and things like that. And, um, people looked at the outside and thought, man, what a great, uh, Christian kid. Um, except for those that really knew me (laughs) and, uh, those people were few and far between that really, really knew me. Um, the reality is I don't have a testimony of God rescuing me from prison or uh, something like that, but I do have a testimony of God rec- rescuing me from something that might be worse, and uh, it's hypocrisy. Hmm. Um, I yeah. could do all of the things on the outside with a great amount of skill and class, but was far from God on the inside. Come on, um, yeah. The epitome of that guy that could go through the motions, the professional Christian, um, Mm. professing Christ, doing all the Christian things professionally, but not really possessing a great relationship with with Jesus. And so to answer your question, if I could go back to middle school, John, and share some things with him, um, specifically, you know, we're talking about getting in the word of God and developing your own relationship, uh, I would say to spend time with God in order to spend time with him, yep. not to prepare for content 
or to answer questions in a class or for some sort of a grade in Christian school. I think that's something that no one ever taught me how to do, Hmm. and I didn't really see it modeled um, very well by very many people. I wish that someone would have discipled me in how to have a relationship with God as my father personally um, and not a relationship with God as the uh, author of my content, Yes, um, if that makes sense. Yep. I think that's incorrect. I think this honestly, this goes beyond just the pastor's kid, the preacher's kid podcast. Um, this is something for your friends um, that need it. This is something for the people in your youth group that need it or whatever ministry you're a part of um, in your classroom, whatever context you're in, um, because the same Jesus that lives in our lives as pastors' kids can also live in their lives too. And I think for so long for myself, the thing I struggle most with and probably still do on a different level is this word called pride. And where I thought that I was better, holier than thou, um, all those things, um, just because uh, I got to sit with my parents at church on the front row and uh, because I knew a few extra Sunday school or Bible school or small group questions than the rest of the kids. And uh, it made me feel like I was a quote unquote better Christian than some of the others. Mm. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is that um, I, I was the exact same. If not, I was just living a sin that was different. Um, like John, I, I never had to have this rally from being down uh, from doing drugs and, or, you know, I never did anything like that. There was no radical thing, but there was this pride that had to fall in my life. And uh, I loved whenever I could answer one of the Bible questions right, or whenever the classroom got silent. I went to a Christian school growing up, so in Bible class, when the other 20 kids didn't know the the answer, but the Bible teacher would say, well, Eli, what do you think about it? And uh, Mm. because they knew that I probably had the answer, or at least could you know, fluff it enough to, I've heard enough sermons that I could have, you know, made up something um, on my own and had an answer that sounded halfway decent. And um, I I like that feeling. I I like the feeling of being able to, you know, post on, you know, Facebook or Twitter, whatever it was, these Bible verses. And people were thinking, wow, Eli sure has it all together. He's got John 3, 16 written everywhere, etc. But then those that knew me knew that I was, uh, just doing it for validation of myself more than trying to validate the one who I was uh, created by. And so there was a big difference in my life whenever that changed. Um, and I think to some degree, I, I can't speak for John, but I can speak for myself. Uh, pride is such a big issue for so many people, especially especially men. Um, and I, just for even a second, I would like to even address the guys who are listening and that it is something that usually takes us uh, by storm. Uh, pride will lead us down many roads that we don't like going down. Mm. Um, it makes us feel bigger, better, better, stronger than we really are. Um, and the truth is, is that that's just going to take you down a deeper, darker hole of life. And so, um, guys specifically don't fall for that. Um, run from it, run from it as fast as you can. Um, the Bible even says pride comes before the fall and we don't want you to have any kind of fall when you are in your 20s, when you're married and when you have kids and you're living like me and John are now. We're giving you this advice now looking back on our lives because we don't want you to go through the same mess that we went through. 
And yeah, it may not be drugs or alcohol or anything like that. Uh, hypocrisy and pride are two things that can, can absolutely mess your life up. And uh, we just want you to avoid that at all costs. And so if we can... You know, mediocrity yeah. in your relationship with Jesus is more dangerous than any extreme. Oh, absolutely. Um, that's why the scripture says that God would rather you be cold or hot, not lukewarm, right? not in the middle. Lukewarm, I want to spew you out of my mouth is what God says. Yep. And where I think most PKs are finding themselves is in a place of lukewarmness. Mm-hmm. And maybe this episode is the wake-up call that you need. Um, Eli, what are some ways that you can spot uh, lukewarmness in your own life? Um, like, think on that for a second, because yep. if we get trapped in this media mediocrity lukewarmness sameness ritualistic um pride filled um hypocritical christianity it is so much harder for god to rescue us from that Mm -hmm. um not because god is any less powerful but because we become so content and comfortable in it um and uh so to my friend that's listening who is saying, how do I know if I'm lukewarm? Because I hear the thing about have your own faith, have your own faith, have your Mm -hmm. own faith all the time. And I guess I do, but I'm not really sure. I'm not sure what having my own faith looks like. So I'm not sure if I'm really trapped in the lukewarm. What are some of the, what are some of the warning signs for lukewarm that you think you would? Well, you kind of touched on, I shared um, a little bit with our church a few weeks ago during during kind of a a ministry moment. Um, And I share with them that this can be either a Sunday that is one of the 52 Sundays, well, probably more like 25 Sundays that they go to because people forget how to go to church anymore, but mm. they can go to their kids' soccer games. But um, anyways, they, um, but people can um, get so familiar with what's going on that they lose sight of what is happening. And familiarity is something the devil wants to just slowly seep into our hearts. It's mm. only one Sunday we missed. It's only been three weeks since we've been to church. It's only been a month since we read our Bible. God still loves us. There's still grace, right? We love to uh, we love to make the word grace uh, as like this hall pass for getting out of things. And um, I think the the biggest red flag though, uh, when it comes to it though, is just being so familiar, so overly churched. Uh, as, as pastor kids, we're so we're in. You know, John's mentioned on here before, it was Monday night this, it was Tuesday night that, it was Wednesday this, it was Sunday this, that we miss, that we get the business of God, but we don't get the relationship of God. And uh, there's such a big difference. We both work for churches now and are in ministry, and we get to see the business side of, of Jesus. We get to see what it looks like to, to, you know, prepare messages and do that, but sometimes we miss the relationship of it because we're in it so much. And so... Don't get so familiar with your life, with what you are, with who you are, that you forget that Jesus died on the cross for you. And it sounds so simple, but when you can grab the understanding that you were worth dying on the cross for, that you, my friend, that are listening, whether you're young or old, rich or poor, whatever background of life you're in, he died on the cross for you. And that every day you now have a choice to wake up and live for him. Or you can go, I'm, today's just Monday, I'm rolling out of bed, whatever happens, happens. Um, and 
that's how familiarity starts seeping in little by little. And so to me, um, it's kind of like a friend. Have you ever had a friend that you heard that was gossiping about you? And you're like, I either wish they would just tell it to my face that they didn't like me or just fully embrace mm-hmm. me as their friend. I wish I wouldn't have this in-between moment where I wasn't sure really if this friend was for me or against me. Well, that scripture John was referencing about this lukewarmness, he's like, I'd rather you be hot or cold. Are you with me or are you for me? In the middle, I can't deal with because I don't know what the heck is happening. So I'm just going to spew you out and forget about you. If you take that into the context of relationships, you don't want to you don't want to be the person or have someone in your life that's just in the middle. You're like, I'd rather just completely forget about you and do that then and, and know that you're either for me or against me than to just sit here in the middle and try to stir division or, or, or something like that. And so um, that's kind of how I interpret it and see that through. Um, but yeah, I would say like John, you kind of mentioned the familiarity tactic. Devil loves putting that in there. It makes you think that it's just an ordinary life we're living. Yeah. You, you might be living a, uh, calloused Christian life. Um, you might be calloused to the moving of the Holy spirit. You might be mediocre, lukewarm. If you're finding that the little things in ministry are constantly overwhelming you. If every little thing, every small slight, every perceived problem is overwhelming you, you might be a lukewarm Christian. You might be a lukewarm PK if your time with the Lord is dry or non-existent. If you're continually finding yourself going to the Word and going, let me just get through this, ultimately you'll be a Christian that stops going to the Word Um you might be lukewarm if that's where you find yourself. You might be lukewarm if people are irritating you quickly <laughs> and you have no tolerance for anybody. If it's like that person walks in the building or that name gets brought up at the dinner table and all of a sudden something's rising up inside you that's the antithesis of grace and love and peace, you might be a lukewarm Christian. Here it is. You might be a lukewarm preacher's kid if excuses come to your mouth easily. Yep. If you're thinking of all the reasons why, well, I'm not this and I'm not that because, 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 and you can throw out an excuse faster. Uh, yeah. My goodness. You might be a lukewarm Christian and you might be lukewarm if you tend to focus on obstacles rather than opportunities in mm. ministry and in life and in the kingdom of God. God's promises are so real and so big and so awesome and so personal that if you find yourself in any of those categories, you might be a lukewarm Christian. That's that's the diagnosis. Um, yep. That's the, the surgeon saying, here's the cancer. Here's the problem. Now, here's the good news. The the operating procedure is just so simple. Not easy, but simple. And you can have a faith of your own. Um, you can have a relationship with God um, of your own. And let me just say, we always say, you can have your own relationship with God. You can't have a relationship with God any other way. You don't have one on your parents' account. You yep. don't have one because you're a preacher's kid. Either you do or you or you don't. And so the steps to walking with Jesus personally and powerfully in 2022. I think Eli, you and I could probably both hit on like 20 of them, (laughs) but some of the most basic ones are again, this is elementary. Please don't turn this episode off. Would you spend time in the word friend? Mm -hmm. Would, Would you commit to even just asking God to speak to you and show you his face 
even in one verse a day? Would you yep. start there? I think that's a good starting point. Absolutely. Um, John, for someone who um, may just not know even where to start reading their Bible, um, where would you suggest? Because not always you want to start with Genesis 1 and work your way uh, through. So for someone who may have never really picked up their Bible on their own and read it, where are some good starting points that they can read or that maybe they can show their friends or their people in their youth group um, a good place for them to read? Maybe you are someone who has their own walk with the Lord uh, and it is strong and you want to show your friends this or to someone who on here doesn't have their own walk with the Lord. Maybe tell them a place where they could start and they could uh, kind of have some fun with it. First of all, don't be embarrassed by the fact that you don't know. Um, yeah, don't. I I found myself in that position. Like, how do I study the Bible? No one taught me that, Eli. Yeah. I was a fourth generation preacher's kid, and no one taught me how to study the scripture yeah. until I was in high school, and it was somebody outside my family who mm. taught me. Um, so don't be embarrassed by that, but don't say stay stuck in that. Mm-hmm. Here's the place that I would recommend starting. If you are newer to the faith, um, start in the book of John. Yeah. Um, start there. It's the story of Jesus. It is the narrative of the gospel and of grace. And it is the framework for understanding everything that's happening in Scripture from the Old to the New Testament. Preacher's kids often have this proclivity toward jumping in on the Bible reading plan that their parents are on this year. And uh, could I just recommend no on that? Um, If you're starting from scratch, if you're starting from, from first base, um, that's great that your parents are going through the Bible in a year, and that's not a bad thing for you to do. It's mm-hmm. great that your parents are doing the Bible in 60 days. Awesome. And if, if that's where God has called you, then do it. Follow the Holy Spirit. But preacher's kid that is growing in their faith or trying to lead their friend somewhere, start by going through a chapter a day in the book of John yep. and really soak it in. Um, it will change everything for you. I promise you'll see things there that you've never heard preached or taught on uh, when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you in that. John 1, actually, I've actually been in the same chapter for the last four days of John 1. Um, And I think so often we think it's got to be a quantity over quality. (laughs) And um, it doesn't have to be just because, you know, they say read a chapter a day or, you know, four chapters, whatever it is doesn't mean that necessarily works best in your context. Um, All this stuff needs to be contextualized. Um, I personally, I was like, I want to learn a little bit more about who Jesus is. And so the very first verse of John 1 is the, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And when you dig that out, when you study what the word word means, and it's the logos word, which means the sent word. And that whole framework is, in the beginning, the sent word was God, and the sent word was God. And you start digging some of that yeah. out, and it becomes fun. You're like, wow, this is this right there is just the uh, whole framework for the gospel that Jesus was, and he is, and he will always be. And you get that in the very first verse of John. And um, I, I think if you, if you just have an open mind and just take a second and say, Lord, speak to me with what you want me to know how I can reach my friends, how I can reach my school, how I can reach those on social media, how I can do whatever it is. Um, and, and by the way, me and John are, are big on helping you be able to 
share your faith online as well. You may be someone who maybe you're homeschooled or maybe you just don't have many friends that you're around and, or maybe they're all crazy. We want to be able to help you do that too. John loves the term digital Billy Graham. Uh, and we mm-hmm. love seeing people who share their faith online. And so uh, don't be ashamed of that either. But when you kind of have a new set of eyes, when the Lord opens that to you and you know, it comes from asking, God's not just going to force it on you. Uh, Jesus is still a gentleman. He still wants you to ask uh, permission. Um, you know, I think a whole new world will open up for you. That's right. That's so good. And Eli, John chapter one, incredible chapter. Do you happen to have verse number six memorized? Uh, John uh, six. I, I, I don't even know if I have it memorized or not. John one, six. I want to quote it for you. And then I'd like you to give me your thoughts on it. Okay. Okay. John chapter one, verse six says there was a man sent from God whose name was John. That's the whole verse. What do you think about that? That's kind of my life verse. I think it's one of the most powerful verses in scripture. So Um, you are the, uh, you're the one who was sent from God. Is that what you're trying to say? I mean, (laughs) I feel like that might be a, what is it? A Rhema word for today? (laughs) Uh, That Um, is a fresh word right there. (laughs) (laughs) So, so if we really dig apart this, it means that John, uh, that was spelled J-O-H-N, not J-O-N. So maybe you've missed the whole... That's the King James spelling. Oh, okay, okay, okay. King, uh, King James Version uh, says this. Um, that's incredible. You did come from God. Thank God you, Eli. I really appreciate that. God, God bless it. See, look, you learned some. Everyone, you guys just learned a Bible verse. Just right got there. a little uh, a little study in the exegesis of scripture. That's why um, I didn't have that memorized because <laughs> I'm not John. There you go. <clears throat> um, that's so good. You know, get contextualizing Bible reading plans and different things like that. There is no, there is no right way versus a wrong way. The only wrong way is to avoid spending time with God. Um, I had a PK reach out and ask, what's the best Bible version I should be reading? And I'm like, the one that you'll read. The one that's um, open. <laughs> yeah, get get that one. Um, there are all kinds of great tools that you can utilize for studying deep in the word. I, I recommend um, blueletterbible.com, using the mm-hmm. Accordance there. Um, the app for your iPhone called Accordance is great. Um, there are some incredible free online commentaries um, like Sonic Light mm-hmm. um, out of Plano Bible Chapel. It's all digital, all free. Um, so you can go read through some commentaries on here's kind of what's what's being broken down in this chapter and let God make his word come alive to you. And I think that's really the whole message of episode one of 2022 is um, let God be real to you. And let your relationship with him be real for you. And uh, may this be the year that we debunk every myth about preachers' kids being fakes and flakes. May this be the year that we dive deep into our faith and see a generation of PKs rise up and really be a force to be reckoned with for the yep. kingdom of God. Absolutely. Um, as, the, as the old saying goes, nothing changes if nothing changes. Um, and it can be... A different calendar year and the same you and doing the same stuff going in the same cycle over and over and over or this year you can say I choose but it's a it is a choice me and John can sit here and talk for you know 24 hours straight every single day of the week about this 
and that would mean nothing if you decided today to do nothing with it. And so um, maybe even as just a um, word of encouragement, um, but also just some, this is what it takes, some kind of man up and you're going to have to do in your walk with the Lord. Um, take that next step today. Um, right as you're done listening to this, um, go find a, a verse, go find a, a chapter and, and read it for yourself. Um, don't let today just be another day. Maybe today's the day that it changes all for you. Um, something that I think is interesting is this term uh, people use in the finance world called compound interest. And we're a little bit over time uh, gradually becomes something enormous and a huge dollar amount. Mm. And it may not be a, a Bible verse. It may just be a Bible verse today. But maybe whenever you're a parent, that compounding is now you're a better parent and you're able to teach your kids that Bible verse. Um, and so the compound interest of just today starting, um, you never know where that's going to take you. Um, and you never know the, uh, also another finance term, the deposit that God's going to put in your life. Um, so that way, um, maybe someday others will need to make a withdrawal from your life and you're preaching like your parents are, or you're ministering to your friends, but, uh, don't despise one verse, one chapter, one, this, because over time, God's going to use that thing and make it grow and grow and grow. And you're going to watch your world around you change completely. Uh, but because you're getting healthy from the inside first. Um, and that's what we're all about here. Um, it's fun to sit here and laugh and have fun and have games and be silly. But we didn't start this just to, you know, shoot the breeze. We shot this to make a difference. And we're filming this to make a difference. And so in 2022, uh, let's come together and make a difference and let's live like we're supposed to live. Um, and so let's, let's make the most of this year. Amen. Well, that's all we have the time for today in our very first episode. We're going to be keeping our episodes on the 30 to 40 minute range in 2022. And we've got some incredible interviews coming up, uh, especially the one that we've got coming up in two weeks. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but I know that you're going to enjoy it. It's going to be so much fun that's right. and uh, incredible, incredible content. I want to make two requests this year is number one, be following us on Instagram. Um, and, uh, if you've got a story that you want to share, then send us a DM and let's hop on an Instagram live together. And if you need prayer or you have something that you need to just get off your chest, shoot us a direct message. And, uh, Eli and I, uh, we've also got some incredible PK ladies on the team that would love to interact with you. If you need to talk with a lady, um, incredible. So that's number one. Number two is, uh, to share this podcast with a preacher's kid friend. Um, copy the link to this episode, send it to them, and tell them to buckle up and uh, enjoy the ride with you this year here on the PK Podcast. Yep. Eli, give us that last word of encouragement before we close out. Come on, baby. Hey, I'm excited for this year. I'm beaming with excitement. Um, I'm probably the person who's overly optimistic in life, and it sometimes can, uh, it can be a blessing and a curse. But man, I believe it's going to be the best year like ever. And so, uh, but again, nothing changes if nothing changes. And so I can sit here and have all the smiles I want to, but if I'm doing the same old thing, it'll be the same old year with the same old person. And so, uh, and I want to change. I want to get better. I want to grow. And so let's commit together. PK nation, PK podcast crew. Let's get better in 2022. Let's go. 